to the brand new revamped Sports Bet Podcast. I'm your host, Felix von Hoff, and I'm a little bit intimidated right now because I'm currently sitting in between basketball royalty. Two guys who know their hoops and two guys who are not afraid to pull any punches. To my right, Mark Worthington, NBL legend, 335 games, an NBL champion with the South Dragons and a two-time Olympian. To my left... To my left, he needs no introduction, Corey Homicide Williams. All the way from the Bronx, New York City, the 2010 NBL MVP played all over the world. We are here to cover the biggest stories in the NBL and the NBA, so strap in and let's get this thing rolling. Fellas, give us a little introduction on how you two became acquainted. Well, I've known Wertho since, what, 2001. Yep. He was in college. He was a young pup in college. Coming to the gym where all the black dudes was and playing ball, literally like that, and holding his own. That's how we met. Well, the funny thing was I used to wear long sleeves because we were in Denver, Colorado. So Corey used to call me white boy, and he always used to pick me on his team because you could always choose the white boy that could shoot because he had long sleeves on. And so we we were teammates a lot in pickup. Uh, he used to run the gym, and I was just lucky enough to be there at the right time. And you guys matched up on each other in the NBL. Well, we played against each other, and, uh, you know, he had his crew. He had a crew. He was with the Sydney Kings. I lost every game against him in the Sydney Kings. But with the South Dragons, we were, oh, man, Mark Worthington changed the game, actually. We lost to them to go to the grand finals. So before we start arguing, you're already saying that Worthington's a winner and Corey Homicide's a loser. Yeah, I lost to him at all of the biggest times. I lost to him. I actually... Did not go to the grand final. We were in charge of this game. We had this game covered. Townsville against the South Dragons. Till about five minutes left. Game three in the in the series to go to the, the what is it? Semifinals. To go the game to the deciding fucking game to go to the grand finals. We were in charge of the game. I had the game covered. Him, Jingles, Dante, what's his name? Dante Smith. Dante Smith. And me and the rest of the crew with the Crocs, man, we had it till about, I'm going to say, four and a half left in the game. He opened a fucking can of whoop-ass on Russell Hinder, yo. Game over. I couldn't do anything. I just, I couldn't do anything. Yeah, so I'm going to lose against where though. Yeah, I was pretty happy with that game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, the, the funny thing was, they did have us cooked. And that entire... NBL final series, the South Dragons, even though we went on to win the championship, we never won a game on the road that entire final series. We had lost every single away game, but we got it done at home at High Sense Arena yep. back then. High Sense. And Corey was still, still too busy running around Perth <laughs> Arena at the Challenge <laughs> Stadium with his singlet off, showing the crowd. Fucking Perth, man. <laughs> Just to get an idea for the type of dude that Homicide is, can you quickly jump on the story of what you did to Damian Martin's poster in the prime of your career? Okay, here's what happened. Um, I had just came back from Greece. I didn't get paid. That was the year I left the NBL. It was 2011 season. I joined the, the Tigers late. So the history between me and Perth stems from as soon as I stepped into this country, even before I stepped into the country. The real story is this, before we even get to the Damian Martin thing. Scott Fisher was recruiting me for two years. I was still chasing the NBA. I was doing minor leagues in the D League and the CBA. 
And finally, you know, it won. He won me over. Look, we want to come. We want you to come to Australia. Blah blah blah. Play. I was scheduled to replace Rashad Phillips because they said he didn't fit their style of play. And I agreed. That next day, he. But what, what Scott Fisher said was, "We want you to come." I said, "Cool, I'm down." Um, he said, "Look, we got. I have to discuss it with the board. I'm sure they'll be on board. Give me a couple of days to finalize it, and we'll we'll get it done. We'll sign the pen to paper." I said, "Cool." The next day, the Crocs called me with Gleason. They needed somebody to replace uh, Roselle Ellis, who's told Taurus pec muscle. They knew Kel- Kelvin Robinson would not be able to run that team, so they brought me in. I said, yes, it was the same amount of money. And my my mind just thinking, just like this, without knowing the NBL, I said, why would I wait for a team to cut a player for the same amount of money I can get from this team that's ready today? That's why I didn't go to Perth and I went to Townsville. That's what the decision was. So it stemmed from there, this whole thing with Perth. And I called Scott Fish. I said, look, I just want to let you know I'm going with Townsville Crocodiles. That next day, as soon as that deal was done, I called him. And that's how I did not go to Perth. Best decision of my fucking life. Because we all know. Let's be honest. We all know. I don't fit that style of play. So I go to Perth. I would not be here today with you guys. Hey. The thing about Perth. And I'm a WA boy, right? Yeah. My story. Like, I can only imagine when you guys beat Perth. Oh, my God. To face us, that it was a hostile environment. I bet you my story can beat yours. It would have to because he actually is. You're from WA and all the stuff you did in college, all that amazing stuff. How do you not sign back with the WA team if you're coming back to the NBL? So, I swear to God, this is what happened one game. I think I was with the South Dragons. And we'd just beaten Perth at Challenge Stadium. And mm. you know and I know how volatile it was. Yeah. So I'm walking off the court. And you know the fans used to hang over the rail. Yep. <laughs> and this one guy's like, fuck you, Worthington, and takes a swing at me. What? Right in front of the security guard. What the security do? He looks at me. I was looking wow. at him and I'm like, you're not going to do a thing about it? He takes a swing at me. You lying? <laughs> we have I had to get shoved by the entire team off the court. Oh, my God. So that's how much I was hated in Perth. Damn. That not only did the fan try to swing on me, that's but the security <laughs> guard tried to swing on me too. That's epic. That definitely topped my story. Well, out of all of us, I think I'm the only one here who's not hated yet by Perth. <laughs> but let's talk about some big NBL stories. Now, the biggest one, and both of you have been outspoken on this so far, Adrice Delion out, gone, right. kicked out by Adelaide, replaced by Demetrius Conga. Good move, bad move. Let's hear from you first, were though, because I know you got a lot to say about this one, homicide. No, let him go. Like he's got, I will, I will <laughs> okay. rebuttal because I know which way he's going okay. on this one. So for me, the decision was right. At the end of the day, as an import, you are paid to perform, and you know he was one in. Five. They lost five out of six games, and in that stretch, he averaged about five, six points, shooting a, a twenty, a clip at twenty percent. You're not going to stick around anywhere performing like that. The only thing you can do performing like that to stick around is be a local. You'll just be on the bench. Or Stephen Holt. Or Stephen Holt, which is unbelievable to me. I swear to you, yo, can't nobody tell me no different. Lamanis is representing him. That's his agent. Anywhere else in the world. First of all, was he on a two-year deal? Does anybody know that? 
Was he on a two-year deal? He would have no, that. Be- he wasn't. If no, he, he wasn't was, on a two-year if deal. If he was not on a two-year deal, Andre Lamont is somehow is representing Stephen Holt. Because <laughs> he had to. He had a bad year last year. All last year. So how you bring him back and he's still having a bad year? And you're still here. And he's still here. He, he's, Lamont is just his agent, yo. The only thing I can say about this, Adrice was my former teammate in the Gold Coast. Yep. He was brought in to do a job, and he wasn't getting it done. A little combination of Ramon Moore being injured, because he's a huge part of that team, and the locals not getting it done. And so Adrice was collateral damage on top of all that. I love the signing of Conga. He fits Joey Wright's system down to a T. This team is going to make a run at the finals. This team has a chance to win it. Tell me when I can go. You go. Okay, thank you. You need, you need I was no on that team. permission. Because I, I just wanted to know when I could enter the bullshit that he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> just at what point play, can I enter it? I would zone that team. Sobey's not a full hundred, full point guard. I'm zoning that team. Who they got that's going to knock down the threes consistently? Daniel Johnson. Well, guess what? I'm in a good position if I'm consi- if I'm relying on a five man to knock those threes down. He's away from the basket. That puts us even in better rebounding position. That's why I'm playing the zone. Drimmick. Stretch the floor on his side. Three two zone. I'm going. Okay, so I played for Joey. Go ahead. If you play a zone against us, Joey has some really nice plays for a zone, and they will bust you up. I don't. They, be- will, they will bust you up. But you can't play a zone if we're laying the ball up down the other I'll, end. I'll match twos all day with them. Well, I'll match twos all day with them, and they're going to have just, to score through a zone. I'm just saying, if we're running, you don't have chance to set up the zone. I hear what you're saying. Right. But this team is athletic as all get up now. You got Sobey. Drimmick or Ramon Moore, probably more. Conga, DJ, and Wiley. That I know they don't play defense. We know that Joey's teams typically don't play how defense. They gonna, how they going to win if they ain't stopping nobody? Whatever they score, they give up, and they already in a hole. In a tight-ass competition, they ain't coming out the hole. I'm saying that Adelaide's going to get more shots than their opposition majority of the games. They always and do. And that's why they're going to win. Okay. They're not getting out. This competition is too tight as it is. There's no way they're getting out that hole. You look at the success that Adelaide had last year. Does this signing of Conga make them more like last year with maybe an upgrade on Mitch Creek? Nope. I'm going to tell you why. The only way they would be in a position like last year is if they go get a veteran leader like Josh Childress. That's a point forward. He could even slide, help slide, help slide Sobey off the ball to get busy. Because Sobe at that full-time point guard slot, he's going to be more of a facilitator than uh, an aggressor for himself. And he starts the game at the point, and he does well. But then uh, De Leon would come in, he'd slide to the two, and really start getting busy there. Now, Adelaide taking on Illawarra. So, obviously, we're pretty high on Adelaide that right now. That is a guaranteed win because Illawarra ain't shit. And the and line's I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> the line's 5.5 right now. So, you're saying Adelaide are going to blow right 100%. over that line. 100%. I'm going to tell you why Illawarra ain't shit and I don't respect them. How the fuck you go in? You get your ass whipped the first round by 40. Yeah, whatever. You Four OTs. Well-deserved ass whipping. Anybody would have beat you, okay? I'm Me and Wordo. And I know, Felix, you feel the same as competitors. 
When that team that just beat my ass by 40 come to my house, there's an X on that calendar because I'm waiting to see those motherfuckers again. You beat the champs two, three days before. How confident are we as a crew? Everybody's healthy. We just beat the champs. Now we waiting that for that day. For right. these motherfuckers to roll in and they got three starters out and they beat me, I'm fine. Players are supposed to get fired. <laughs> I could not be an owner. Players are supposed to get fired, yo. I think, yeah. I, I sort of, to me, Illawarra walked out of that weekend. Even though they beat Melbourne, it was a huge L for them because they should have beaten Perth. 100%. You got Damian Martin out. You got Tariko White out. You got Angus Brandt. That's your one, three, and five. Out of the game. How do you lose double digits? It was disgusting. Just try, yo, I'm firing players. I go get somebody else and pay them half or whatever they on. Because there's players out here that's willing to die for basketball. There is players. Straight I agree with that. Up. I agree with that. There is players out Come there on, man. that are willing to play twice as hard as what some of those Illawarra players are putting out right now. For half of what they right get. I don't care what the minimum is. Half. Just to get a shot. I am, Me as an owner or a coach, unacceptable, pack your shit the fuck up out of here. Well, Joey Wright, he's come out and said that the imports are on these contracts where they're going month to month, they can get fired. Locals, they're safe. They're safe no matter what they do. You can play as bad as you want. You're keeping your position. You're, so you're saying change that rule. Illawarra needs to be in the position where they can say, you guys are out. We're bringing you guys in. Yo, listen. All I would do is just bench them. When the season is done, I'll go, I'll go find players in the Seabull. Because if you're going to give me that effort, I don't care what your name or your resume is. That's effort. It's effort. That's not talent or skill. It's effort. I would say this. I don't think Illawarra is in a position to fire people and pick them up. That's, I, I'm just saying, from a financial point of view, when probably not in that position. Now, if it was a Melbourne or a Sydney... We're probably in a different different conversation right now. But Illawarra, they've put in the team that is sort of replicates the movie The Replacements. That's what they've got. <laughs> Cedric got Jackson, Jordair Jett, Conklin. They've brought in these guys that have a, supposed to have a chip on their shoulder. Supposed to have. Supposed to. But you can't pick and choose when you want to have that chip on your shoulder. Unbelievable, and then. Though. Your best player, who is Todd Blanchfield, still isn't the superstar yet because of consistency. He can show us that he can have a 30-point game but then go missing when you go play Perth. To me, they're sort of a replacement sort of deal right now. Well, shout out to Brennan Joyce for keeping it real on Twitter. He used to coach on the small market teams. He said the affluent clubs can afford to fire guys, imports included. The smaller market teams... He said when he was coaching, he said that on Twitter. Yeah. He had to stick with guys, and I know you reacted to yeah. it, Corey. He had to stick with guys he didn't want to stick with because they didn't have the money to fire it. Sydney, Melbourne, they can fire who they want. They've got the money. But these smaller clubs, you know, we can go at them, go at them, go at them, saying, why is this dude still playing? But sometimes they got no choice. Well, I think it I think it comes down to recruiting in the beginning. And that's what it comes down to. I would rather go find a guy who's hungry and starving to play. I know every he's hungry and starving to play. He can't afford to have an off night. And even if he has an off night, because we all do, he going to come back with the, with a good night that following night. And he's going to give effort. Effort you do not, you don't have to have a skill or a talent for. How do you, as a team, how do you let a team walk in there with three starters out and beat you double digits? Not a buzzer beater. Double digits? Come on, man. There is no fucking excuse for that. None. 
the thing that I'd say, and because I played in a small market team, and so did Corey yeah. up in Townsville, the small market teams, and I used to say this to Fern, we can't try and get like for like against the big clubs. You cannot try and get an import point guard in this league when you've got someone like Reese Martin sitting at home who is a super, super smart basketball player. Why is he, where is he? Why is he sitting home? <laughs> Illawarra moved on from him. They could have kept him because he was solid at the point. And he at played his ass off. He yeah, played his ass off. Right. And then go put that money for the imports on better imports. You know who would really like to have Reese Martin right now? Who? Adelaide. I'm sure they would. They would love to have Reese Martin. Anyway, back to my point. They can't sign him now? Of course they could. They could if they wanted to. I'm just saying. Okay. You can't go like for like in this league because if you get an import at the point at Illawarra or Cairns, chances are, unless there's someone special, they're not going to be a Casper Ware. Right. They're not going to be a Jerome Randall. Unless you get Scotty Wilberkin, where Cairns got lucky. Trimble can show us that he can play offense. He can't play defense for shit, but mm-hmm. he can play offense. Right. Said does, doesn't have it anymore. So get an Australian and go with an import in a different position to try and be different. Well, speaking of imports, there's something you've been really outspoken on, Corey, is Perth rolling with two imports. Right. They're sitting on top. You've been calling them out all year. They're sitting on the top of the table right now with those two imports. What do you got to say about that? Here's what I got to say about that. Who have they played? They played two teams in the top four. So the teams that they beat, they're supposed to beat. Yes, it's 7-1. and one. Their schedule has been the easiest out of everybody, which gives them that gap early. They have room to fall, and they'll still be in first. They played two teams in the top four out of eight games. All right? One team, the referee robbed, the, robbed Melbourne United. That should have been a block, buzzer beater, game over, or no call. United walk out of there with a W. All right? Which, but it, it didn't happen. They they beat collectively. They put a g- good game together together and beat New Zealand. I see them with, with one legitimate win. That's how I see them. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I'm listening. Would you say from last year's team that they got better, bringing in Mitch Norton and Nick Kay? No. I'm going to say the team pretty much was the same. Who was their backup last year? The guy who's in Cairns. What's his name? Jared Kenny. Okay. How is he any different than Mitch Creek? I mean, uh, Mitch Norton. He's not. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. Tell me where though. Tell tell this man what's up after that one. Mitch Norton is a much better player. And I love Mitch Norton from Townsville. That's my little man. That's my guy. But. How are they much better? Okay, well, Mitch Norton, didn't he have 13 points in a quarter this year? And Jared Kenny, I don't think he's had 13 points this season. That's probably a start. He's had 13 points in a game or two last season. Either way, they're not winning a championship with that. He got got it last season because Damian Martin wasn't playing. I'm just saying, Mitch Norton is an upgrade. Nick K is an upgrade. Nick K is a – he can ball. He can Nick ball. K can ball. Shout out Metro State. Shout out Metro State. <laughs> Nick K can ball. I'm just saying, even with their their schedule, they still went to Illawarra. Illawarra ain't shit. I'm not impressed. But without three of their starters. I'm not impressed. Okay. I'm not impressed with a team that's bottom of the ladder. Okay. And they're going to go roll into Kansas this weekend. All right? so Kansas gonna... beneath them. I'm not impressed. I'm just saying... They still have to win those games because you know and I know that in the NBL, if you don't show up, you lose. That's correct. 
and they've showed up every so single far. game. Every game. I'm and not even, impressed. I'm just saying, Perth are the real deal. No, I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of them at the start of the season. I didn't like their roster. I'll be the first to admit I had them out of the finals, but they've proved me wrong. And I'm looking forward to the second half of the season because out of everyone, they can still have that many people missing and still play good basketball. If Melbourne United had that many people missing, take out Casper Ware, take out Goulding, take out Boone, they ain't winning. I can tell you that right now. Sydney, take out Jerome Randall, take out Lish, take out Bogut. They ain't winning. Perth is still finding a way to win. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. Let me tell you why I believe they're fool's gold. They start like this every year. I don't care how, how it looks. Their record always looks amazing every year, this time of the year. Playoffs is when it really matters. This is where they're going to fuck up. They're going to be hyped with this team that they have now. Not make a change for that third import. Playoffs come. Guess who they're going to line up with? I guarantee you, King's going to finish fourth. That's where they're going to get fucked because they're not going to be able to change the import. Watch. I'll say this. You say they start off good every year. Yep. Two years ago. Well, since I've Christmas, been here commentating is all I'm talking about. At Christmas, they were on the bottom of the ladder. Mm -hmm. And they end up winning the championship. Cotton came in. They Cotton made a change. But this right now is fool's goal. If you take Cotton out, right? Yep. Against, we don't know how they're going to look against the, the top 14. I want to see them against the Kings on the road, the Kings at home. I need to see them against United, fully loaded, on the road. I need to see them against New Zealand on the road. Then I can make a full assessment. But I know, like everybody did not think last year in the finals, I said Adelaide going to beat them. The whole country said what? Ha <laughs> ha, this idiot. Blah, blah, blah. Adelaide won the first game. I said, get them out of here. Fool's go. Get the broom. Sweep. The whole country said what? And what happened? I agree because Fool's gold. I'm telling you, these watch, they gonna fold. I'm telling you. But their roster last year is nothing compared to this year. That is a lie. Oh my god, is nothing. It was Derek Cook Jr. a good import? What was he doing in the beginning of the year? Blocking shots and rebounding. No, he was Trevor's, he was Trevor's whipping and Actually, actually you're right. He was ah. Yeah, What's you know his name Matt, was still there? You, you Maddie know. Knight was still there. Then Maddie Knight had to stop playing because of the concussions. Now, had Maddie Knight been there, now you're talking. <laughs> and who'd now you're talking. And who'd they bring in for Maddie Nick Knight? K. Nick, Nick K. K. Thank Nick K. you. But I see Nick K under pressure in playoffs when it matters. Every bucket matters. It's a different mindset. You've been there. You've done that. You've proven it. you got the rings to prove it. When, that, when you got the ball, and guess what? Four and a half left in a game decider. Can I make this shot? That move don't feel the same unless you built different. He's a good player. I'm not saying he isn't, but I need to see him in those type of situations to determine whether he's elite or just a good player. That's all I'm saying. Until then, fool's gold. Corey's calling a fool's gold. Were those saying it's the real deal? There's value on both sides here if you are looking to have a punt. We got Perth sitting at $1.65 for the win if you want to back Worth over the hills. Cairns at $2.25. If they're fool's gold, then maybe Cairns can get it done there. The line's 2.5. Gamble responsibly if you do want to have a punt. Fellas, Brisbane. Oh, I know Wertho has been on the Manus the entire oh, time. Now, goodness. in my opinion, Brisbane lost on two buzzer beaters last weekend. They win those two games. They're equal with Melbourne, who I've been saying are the current championship favourites. They're hitting their straps on their championship defence. If Brisbane win those two games, then they're equal with Melbourne. So before you start trashing on the old Brisbane Bullets, 
Just remember where they could be. And I know shoulda, coulda, woulda. But anyway, let's let you start with this one, Werther, because I know that you are, I know that you got plenty of opinions on this one. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Werther, you got it, because I got next after. Give a bit this of background is, if you feel free as well. This is where I don't like the coaching choice. Now, if you follow us on social media, at C Homicide on Twitter, at Wertho33, Homicide said yesterday in a video that Adam Gibson was scared, which got cleared up really, really quickly, that it was a coaching decision to switch the last on-ball. Now, if you're a basketball brain, why would you switch Cam Bairstow onto Bryce Cotton? Beyond me. Who's already sitting on 34 points. <laughs> and, and was lighting it up in the fourth quarter. It brought back a memory. A painful memory, but a memory. Back in 2014, the Boomers, round of 16, game versus Turkey. The Boomers had the game in the bag, a la Townsville Crocs when they lost to the South Dragons. <laughs> they had the game in the bag. We had this game. We had it. And they switched on the last second play, and Turkey hit a three to beat the Boomers. And who was guarding that guy? Cam Bairstow. Now, I don't blame Cam Bairstow because he's only doing the best he can in a situation put in by his coach. But if four years later and our national team coach is still making the dumbass decisions that he's making, then I've got to question the coach. 100%. 100%. That's a, that, Okay, he, tell me when I can go, first of all. You can go, Corey, whenever you want. All right, cool. Now, I'm going to back that up. Last year, okay, two years ago, wooden spoon. Last year, wooden spoon. Now, when you look at the season last season by the Brisbane Bullets, do you understand that they were either up in every game or they barely lost? Okay? It's the same situation. That means outside of the coach with the stupid decision that he makes, what about the player's mentality? They don't have a winning mentality. They don't have the balls to fucking say, let's go get this fucking W in a consistent manner. So here we are again today, losing that buzzer beaters two, two times in a row. Why is that? Why are they always, well, you know, we were always right there. We just, we could have done this. Why? What is, what is that about? Do they not have the balls big enough to say, fuck this, I am not losing tonight? Who's going to do that on that team? Look, you know them better than I do. I'm the visitor here in this country. Who on that team is going to say, fuck this, I'm not fucking losing today? Who? I don't know. I'm asking you. Well, I still don't think it's up to the players, but... Who on that team has the balls to say... I'm not fucking losing tonight. Hey, they just added Who? Lamar Patterson in there, and they are looking real nice. Two buzzer beaters I know shoulda, coulda, woulda, but adding Lamar Patterson in there changes that team. That I team think, ain't think, going to the finals. I think they gonna keep look barely the, losing. The week before, <laughs> Cam Glidden hits a three-pointer <laughs> to win in Adelaide, right? So that was good that they had the ball at the end of the game. But if you have to defend at the end of the game, and I'll say this again, I'm not sure 
like everyone in the state, everyone in Australia knew who was going to have the ball, right? How you don't double? How you don't double? Make someone else beat you. Coach, how about this? Coach, I'm the best defensive guard on this team. I got him this play. This is what I'm talking about, fucking balls. Who on that team going to say that? Nobody. That's why all those close games, they're going to lose or hope a buzzer beater shot don't go in or they hit it. Nobody's going to say, Coach, I got him. Last time, the shit didn't work. I got this. And if it don't, I will live with it and say it's my fault. Nobody's going to do that. A quick hot take from you, Wertho. Brisbane, they finished fourth at the end of the season. You say Lomanis keeps his job next year or not? Uh, if he makes the finals, he'll keep his job. If he doesn't make the finals, I don't know how he can. How can a Boomers coach be bottom of the ladder two years in a row, not make finals and keep his job? Who's under more pressure this year, him or Andrew Gaze? Still Gaze. That's a good call. Do we reckon <laughs> still Gaze? Definitely still Gaze because that, that yeah. team is crazy. He yeah. got you, you reckon, you reckon Gaze runs out the year even if they start losing a couple more games? No, no, no. I just think at the end of the season, if they don't, first of all, I believe they will be in the grand finals. But if they don't make finals, which hella freeze over, then we, 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 we're all in a world of hurt. It's a bad look for basketball if that t- in this country, if that team don't make finals. You spoke earlier, the Boomers. Ooh. For those who follow Homicide on Twitter, he's Ooh. jumped out with his team. Now, we understand that there's a team going over. I believe they're playing Iran. We don't really care about that fifth window qualifies too much. We're talking about the Olympic Games when the Australian national team is going to go for hopefully a medal with one of the deepest teams they've been able to put out. Now, whether I can't wait to hear your opinion on this as well because you're a two-time Olympian. Oh it's my pretty God. hard for Homicide to have made the USA national team. So we'll never, give him a bit, never of, in my a bit dreams. of forgiveness on that yeah. one. But <laughs> let's, hear, yeah, let's hear Homicide's lineup. Yo. Bench starters for what would potentially go into the Olympic Games. Yo, this first of all, they got an all-NBA starting five. I believe, again, to reiterate what you just said, in my opinion, which, you know, my opinion is just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I have not done my fact check or history. That ain't like you, homicide. That ain't like you. <laughs> but this roster is crazy to me. Ben Simmons, Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, Thon Maker, Aaron Baines. That's your starting five? Delhi, yeah. Yep. Uh, Ryan Brokoff, Andrew Bogut still, Mitch Creek, Dante Exum, Jonah Bolden. That's 10. And I say from the NBL, you just add Sobe and CG43. Well, my... That is fuck. That is a... That's a medal. Well, my first problem is you've got 13 people on this roster. That's 12. (laughs) You got 13. Maybe 13. Okay, my bad. (laughs) How many you can take? 12. Oh, um, so somebody... Okay, so, so be off. Yeah. So, first things first. <laughs> CG43 is there. First things first. I'm glad you know who Ryan Brockoff is now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know him. Me and in, in, in the dick, shout out to him. Hey, he like, sneaks under the radar. He sneaks under the radar. This is what I like about this team. The fact that you can move Patty Mills into the shooting guard position. Because Ben him. can guard the to two and Patty can guard the point. Exactly. I love... What this team is going to do. I, re- I really do. The fact that you can bring Bogut off the bench off now. Off the bench! Is, is great. A, for minutes-wise and production. He'll yep. be efficient in those minutes. And he still proves that he's one of the best passing bigs in the world. Facts. Because the last World Champs, he was dropping dimes left, yeah. right and center. <laughs> All right? The fact that you can bring Matthew Delvadova as an energy guy off, off the, the bench, bench is awesome. The fact that you can have... 
Shooters, my only downfall with this current team maybe be the lack of bigs that we have. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe be the lack of bigs. If you look at our bigs, Thon Maker, Aaron Baines, Bogut, mm-hmm. Jonah Bolden. You need then, a couple more. Then who? You dead from there. You can play Ben Simmons as a point power forward. But you don't want to be in that type of but position. You don't want to be so you're saying we need we need more strength on the front line then? Well, we've always been really guard heavy. Mm-hmm. Super guard heavy along, as long as I've been around. What if Angus Brandt continues his <sighs> ascension? Because Angus Brandt is playing well. Angus Brandt is playing he well is and that a is a load. big he is a body. Load. Are you saying, hey, Thonmaker, like that, that yeah. team is absolutely stacked. Are you saying that's a potential? And I'm saying it's a potential switch, but I'm asking for whether you agree with that. Angus Brandt may be in that team to just add a little bit of strength on that front line against those international Who's he kicking out? Thon Maker. Nah, he ain't kicking out NBA. You can't kick Thon Maker out. <laughs> I, I love Angus Brandt or CG Forty Three. It's going. Look, this this team literally has the potential to have no NBA players in it. That is incredible. That that's what it's looking like. Which people have to understand. That's not a bad thing. It's not at all. That just at shows all. you the strength of the Aussies. Like. All NBA? That is sick. You want to give yourself the best chance to win a medal? I'd, I'd, I'd still say, even with that group, yeah. we're the second best country in the world. 100%. And y'all play with the chip on y'all shoulder. I can't, I just can't wait till August. Because that game in Marvel Arena? Listen, I don't know if I'm going to be here or if I'm working or not. But I don't know. But I got to get in that building. Well, it just said this morning that they're sold out for the two games at Marvel, but we'll find a way to get in there. Incredible. Yeah, we might have to just sneak in. Maybe sports better hook us up. I don't know, but one way or another, I'm getting in. Corey's rolling in there with a pair of Dolce Gabbana shades, a Gucci jacket. They're just going to assume he's on the damn USA national team the way he dresses. So you're going to have no trouble. Me and Wertho might have to sneak. Me and Wertho might have to do the old ladder trick. No one stops anyone carrying a ladder. So I think we're rolling in there with the ladder. But anyway, while we're on the topic of NBA, we've, we've hit the NBL hard. On the topic of the NBA, there's something that we can't sweep under the rug, the Jimmy Butler trade. Jimmy Butler to Philly. Now, I've got my opinions on this, so I'm going to jump in here a little bit more than I did with the NBL stuff. Homicide, what do you think about it? Who wins this trade? What's going on there with Philly? Oh, without a doubt, Jimmy Butler's a perennial all-star. They have a they have a big three. He comes with a chip on his shoulder with something to prove, and he has that attitude. He's a dog. That's how dogs are, like a Patrick Beverly. Same type of player as far as heart is concerned and grittiness is, is concerned. And they don't hold anything back with their mouth. I think he's an addition because defensively, he defends on the perimeter. He doesn't demand the ball. And he's going to bring what he brings in that type of energy and scoring to that team, which they need. And he's a leader. So the only thing that would be an issue, and I don't believe it actually will be, because this is his third team, and they talk, and it's following him. It's been a circus in Chicago. Right. It was it's, a circus in Minnesota. There you go. So it has to stop. Plus, you know people behave when it's time to get that money. So he's a free agent. I'm sure he will curb that attitude and focus on his game. I love Philly. I love Brett Brown. I love what Ben Simmons does. This doesn't help him. Now they've taken four of their best shooters out of the top five in the last season. Marco Bellinelli, out. Ilya Sova, out. Covington, out. Saric, out. Who's shooting on this team from deep besides JJ Redick? I just don't like the balance. I like the individual players. I'm a big fan of Joel Embiid and what he can do. I'm a fan of Jimmy Butler and the way that he plays, and I'm a fan of Ben Simmons. But 
Basketball isn't about individuals. It's about team chemistry. Markel Fultz, Mr. Double Pump on the foul line. Do you think he's looking over his shoulder with Jimmy Butler coming in going, oh, fuck. If I had no confidence before, he's about to rip me a new one. Move over to Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns didn't sign his contract until he heard Jimmy Butler was on the way out. He pretty much sucked it up every game that he played with Jimmy Butler. Every game that he was out, Carl Anthony Towns was the Carl Anthony Towns that we expected him to be. Wiggins has played better since Jimmy Butler is out. Season high last game, 23 points as soon as Butler gone. Same with Carl Anthony Towns. Massive games and they got the win. Can't say the same thing for Philly. I'm going to say that Minnesota are the big winners in this trade because now the guy that was causing all the trouble in the locker room is out. You put in two quality players. One's a defender, a 3 and D guy. The other guy is a, was an underutilized guy, I believe, in Philly in Saric. He could play a lot better. I like the trade for Minnesota more than I like it for Philly. Well, i got to agree with you, but look, Ben Simmons right now, we looked at that last game. The last game they lost to Orlando, 9-3-6. and six. That's pretty much season lows for him. So it's going to be interesting to see how he can combine with Butler. But the big thing for me with this Philly trade, next year, this year's all good and well. Look, uh, you can't really go past the Warriors this year. Hopefully, in my opinion, the Warriors implode at the end of this year with contract signings and whatnot. Philly have the room. What do you mean at the end of the year? They've already <laughs> Well, they've we, already we, we got to trust. We got to trust on DeMarcus Cousins to help out that imploding. Draymond's doing his job right now, but right. I think DeMarcus Cousins is going to come in there and just cause some stirs as well. <laughs> yeah. But Philly have the potential next year to keep this lineup they've got and add in another superstar with a little bit of movement. Markel Fultz has got to go, but with a bit of movement, they can get another superstar and really challenge. My, my thing, if I'm Philly, why am I getting Kyle Corver right now? You need them. And they still got room to move. And they're, they're, they're off, their trades have not finished yet. Do not think that they're finished working right now. Marco Fultz, he needs to go. He's definitely going to go. Mentally, he needs a fresh start. But him gonna, and the organization. But who's going to take him? Somebody will take him. Who was the, who was the, He's got the yips. He can get over that. Tiger who was Woods the guy the that Alan Iverson used to laugh at at the foul line? Chuck... Uh, Chuck Hayes, the Chuck, Chuck Wagon. Hayes. The Chuck Wagon. He shoots like Chuck Hayes. Yeah. The He's traveling. He's traveling. Philly <laughs> <laughs> well, well, needs more shooting because they've got, they've got rid of all their shooters besides JJ Redick. They need to bring in more shooters. I agree. I agree. And they will 100%. Or like you just said, you know, there's still room to get players, and you got to know that there can't be. It, it, it can't be thought that they're done with their movements, and they know they need shooters anyway. So Ben could still do what he does. Now, the last thing we touch on with the NBA is the elephant in the NBA room, mm. Carmelo Anthony. NBA legend, I'm saying first ballot Hall of Famer. Are we not putting enough respect on his name right now with the way that he's being treated? And I understand he's having a terrible season. He's had a terrible last season. But do we need to put more respect on his name? That's That guy's an NBA legend, and right now he is getting trashed and run through the dirt. I mean, you know, perennial all-star, a superstar in this league, but last year did not play well at all. This year... Did not play well. Once you start getting traded around, and remember, you know, people know him as a guy who, the AI syndrome, I'm not coming off the bench. Once you start being trade, just traded around like that, and you still have that I'm not coming off the bench stigma and attitude with you, nobody's really going to want to touch you. You know, at that point, when you, it's like if you're later in your career, late in your career, the demand for you is not like that. You got to be playing team ball. You have to know, like, okay, look, I'm willing to come off the bench. He ever said that, a bunch of teams would want I love Vince Carter. I love Vince Carter. Here's but my thing. He hasn't fitted 
the last two teams that he's played for. Houston is very much a jack em up three-point transition. Melo lives in the mid-range. Yep. He settles for mid-range jumpers all the time. That, that was just a horrible fit. OKC, you've got Westbrook who wants the ball and you brought in Paul George to get points. He was unhappy because he wasn't seeing the ball and caused trouble. I don't like where his mindset's at at this point of his career. As you know, as your career winds down, unless you're the greatest. You need to be getting wiser. You need to get wiser. <laughs> and he isn't getting wiser at the moment. He's he's still thinking that this is the mellow from, from Denver. Denver. When he's not the Mello from Denver anymore. And the hard thing about the Mello from Denver is Mello came in his league being the guy that could go out and get a bucket no matter what with no offense. The game's changed. Game's with the hand check rules, anyone in the NBA can score 20 on any given night. That used to be Mello's thing. Mello used to be that guy where if you need a bucket, you go to him. Right now, you can go to Denver, you get Will Barton. Will Barton's going to give you 30 points. Denver's anyone with the hand like check rules. Second, or second place or first place over there in the West. And they've they got balling. a unique offense, and that's yeah. something we can even talk about next week when we jump in the NBA. But one last thing on the NBA before we let Corey cut loose and Wertho just, just pad, some, pad some guys up. Utah Jazz getting smacked by Fiddy. What is the worst loss? I want to know this from your perspective. What is the worst loss that both of you guys, you've played a huge amount of basketball, what is the worst loss that you guys have been involved in? Man, this is going to be funny. The worst loss I've ever been involved in is Perth by by four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Red Army's going to love the taste of that. Perth might have kicked my ass by 40. We're starting to understand why you got Gleason it so much. Gleason benched some wounds. me in the middle of the third. <laughs> like, you ain't worth shit tonight. I was like, fuck. I had to sit there, towel over my lap, towel over my, my shoulders. And when I tell you that Perth Army... In the in the what gym, what gym was that? The jungle, the Challenge Stadium, Challenge Stadium. Oh my god! So they're basically <laughs> right here. Oh my god! Men, women, kids, grannies, grandmothers, nanas, calling me everything. Ah, you're worthless, Williams. Blah blah blah. And funny enough, the maybe a week later we came to play the game in the, in the quarterfinals, the elimination game. So that's what I believe made me take that jersey off because of how they berated me after that 40-point loss. I mean, we could have a podcast about things we've heard from Perth crowds. <laughs> Alone. Alone. <laughs> I, I can't... You're a Not, winner. You've been a winner your whole career, were though. You know, you can't, can't even think of five and, and, and if I did have a bad loss, I'll tell you what, I don't remember it because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't about that life. Right, it ain't too many of them. <laughs> oh, I'm not about that life, and right. I used to get rid of them straight away and get back on the winning track. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think the games that you expect to win are the, the hardest ones to, to swallow. You're talking yeah. more like emotionally, like you just yeah. thought you had that in the bag, yeah. bang, gets taken uh, I mean, away. And, I mean, grand final losses are always going to be the toughest one for me, and those are the ones I'll never forget. Yeah. Um, but I don't necessarily – I remember us smacking teams by 40, mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily remember getting beaten Beat by, by 40 too much. Yeah. Or 30. It happens. Or 20. <laughs> now it's my favourite time of the day. Corey, it doesn't take you much to cut loose, but you are getting we're taking the leash off right now. Go at it. Who's letting you down? Um, I, I know I've said it before, but I gotta say it again, man. Like, I remember when I first came to have the opportunity to do broadcasting in 2015, and I covered Melbourne United games, and I saw Stephen Holt light did light this league up. 
Like he was, he's a baller. And I was like, yo, this kid got game. He can get to the basket, finish with both hands and shoot. And to see him today, that is just disappointed. I just don't understand the mindset. What's his mindset? You're here and you're playing enough to where you have opportunities to, to ball. The coach believes in you. Clearly, you got two seasons here. I've never seen an import in the NBL last playing with this type of effort and you're losing. What is the wrong? What is the problem over there? I don't get it. You know, and my, my other issue is, um, you know, again, I, I have to go to it is the Perth. I'm never letting it go. You know, like I like I I said, um, my issue is why I didn't like them. I gave the compelling reasons why, you know, and I don't like that organization because of how they do their players. You know, you can't do that to a Casey Prather, a two time defending champion who just left. It ain't like it was five years ago. You know, he just left and y'all booed him and did that. But then. About a month or two later, I see the guy that retired from Cairns. Y'all, after the game, he said he was going to retire. Y'all gave him an ovation. What's the guy's name? He retired last year. He played with Cairns. He used to play with Perth. Stevie Way. Stevie Way. Explain this to me. You know what I'm saying? Give both of these guys the same amount of respect. Stevie Way got the same amount of championships I'm going to, well, a couple of championships under. You know, so, so how is it different? Hey, shout out to the Red Army for the uh, farewell you guys gave me. I appreciated it. Because <laughs> that was one of the best things. I'll, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. So shout out to the Red Army for the uh, standing ovation as I walked off the court. Hey, I love Perth. I love the way they go about their basketball. I love the way the organization works. But I, that did tick me off. The way that Casey Prather was treated. I was with Melbourne last year. Yeah, you were and with them. to see him treated like that after he brought two championships there. But you know what? The passion that those guys have, the passion the Red Army has, they inject it into the game. We absolutely love it. Well, I absolutely love it. I don't know about these guys. Look, I love the Red Army and what no, they stand the for. And yeah, no, yeah. I love what they stand for and what they do, meaning the way they support their team. I love that. It's kind of equivalent AFL like Collingwood. I, I hear a lot. You know, so don't, try don't get that get twisted. Into here, mate. Just, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like the, the the family support. Speaking of that, I got I'm gonna be around here for about two years, so I gotta pick an AFL team. That's a whole nother conversation. We go. We're gonna jump into that next week. But first, worth a worth a mention. Who are you giving it to? Young Harry Froling. Oh, from Adelaide. You're giving it to him. Yeah. In a bad way? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Oh, in no. a good way. Yeah. Oh, okay, good, good. I was like, hey, the negative yeah. vibes just left the room. Yeah. We're getting, okay, we're getting lifted up here. Okay, talk to me. Harry Froling, he took it to Andrew Bogut last week. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, Adelaide didn't get the win, but if they didn't have Harry Froling, it could have been a whole lot worse. This is a young guy that's bounced around, had a tumultuous college career, you'd say. Wasn't... Didn't get along. Well, Larry Brown left after being recruited at SMU. Went to Marquette. Didn't work out there. So he came back home. He repaid Joey Wright more than what Joey Wright, I would say, would thought he would get out of Harry Froling. He's getting more out of Already. Harry Already. And I just love the way that he does it in multiple ways. He's a great passer. He can shoot the three. He can take you off the dribble. He's got a nice stroke. All right? Harry Froling, kudos to you, young man. Keep it up. The challenge is now, do it again. We've got expectations now. We want to see you do it again. And if he's anything like his old man, he'll do it again because that Froling clan up in Townsville, as you know, Corey, that's one of the best basketball families in Australia. 
It is. And I agree with you like that. You talking about basketball DNA. You know, his mom, his dad, basketball, ball is that's that's loving basketball for real. Where your kids come out and you raise them and they all play ball and doing well. Like that is awesome. Harry doing his thing, Alicia, Keely, yeah. one in college, one in the WNBL, and now young Sam doing his thing at Creighton. What that a great awesome. family. Hey, that's yeah, a, that's, that's awesome. some serious basketball genes there and great job, young fella. And I'd love to see him maybe in one of these qualifying windows. I hope to see him in the fifth window that they just announced, which he wasn't in. Would have liked to see him now. I think he's got a huge potential. He's going to be someone we're going to see on the international stage. But anyway, gentlemen, thank you so much. We're going to be back here every week, these two going head-to-head. So every time you see a big story or a big loss happen in the NBL, and I'm also going to say imports, watch your backs. Because Corey's coming for each and every one of you if you guys have a bad game. But anyway, that is the brand new Sportsbet Basketball Podcast. Make sure you spread the word. And finally, listen to a basketball podcast with attitude. You want to follow these guys on Twitter, just search in Mark Worthington and Corey Homicide Williams. They'll be going at it all weekend with these games. Enjoy the basketball this week. And remember, gamble responsibly.